0: Hey, this is the Tasty Bets Pod. Follow at TastyBetsPod on X, Threads, Instagram, and Facebook. Subscribe to Tasty Bets Pod on Spotify, YouTube, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you like to partake. I am your host, Dino De DeSespitas. And as always, I am joined by my co-host, Mr. Grant
1: Engel. What is up, man? Buddy, we are fewer than seven days away from the return of the NBA season. That feels fucking great.
0: I can't believe it. We made it. NBA. I mean, it's just a wonderful time of year. Great. No picks to recap. We've got a couple futures dangling out there. I think we're going to review those. Uh, but what we're going to do in this episode is we're going to make some picks. You know, we're not going to do, you know, the plain Jane over under pod that might run three, four five hours. You know, ain't nobody got time for that. We're going to get in and out rookie of the year. Eastern Conference. Western Conference, MVP, NBA Championship, and we're out.
1: I like it. Let's figure this out. I mean, we threw some darts earlier in the summer, saw some lines we liked. I still like them. I was actually, when we were preparing for this, I was like, oh, yeah, I think I like this team. And I went back. I was like, yep, I already picked them. Cool. All set there. <laughs> Consistency. Yeah. For sure.
0: I mean, they, you know, we get we caught the early whiff, and and I think the whiff was good. Let's start with the young boys. Rookie of the year. We've already got Brandon Miller, plus 1,700, full unit, each of us. I checked the line on that one. That wasn't one of the ones that fell into that category. I think old Brandon Miller's down to plus 2,800, but that's okay. Mm. We caught some summer league fever. He had a really sick dunk. I think that was on Gafford, which if you haven't seen that one, do yourself a favor. He's electric. But I want to make a rookie of the year pick here. And I also want to talk a little bit about the narrative. I think it's kind of a little little chic, little cutesy to be like, all right, well, you know, we've got Chet. He was hurt last year. We've got Scoot. You know, he's he looks great. And, um, you know, he's going to be filling that void in Portland. You know, we've got Wemby. He's the favorite. But I mean, who are we kidding? Weminyama looks like a freak. I say that with all love and respect to that dude. He is still available at plus 110 to win rookie of the year. I took myself through a little exercise. I've been a total draft head since I was a kid. So I remember almost every draft. I've watched almost every single NBA draft. You know, I was big into rookie cards. That was always like a very key date on the calendar for me. I went back and looked to see all of these like true blue number one picks, the player X lottery, you know, the Tim Duncan lottery, you know, the David Robinson lottery. I went back to see how many times that clear number one pick won the Rookie of the Year. David Robinson, 1990. Larry Johnson, 92. Shaq at 93. C-Web, 94. Iverson, 97. Duncan, 98. LeBron, 2004. Derrick Rose, 2009. Blake, 2011. Kyrie, 2012. Andrew Wiggins, he wasn't a slam dunk. Number one pick, but he did go one, and he took home the Rookie of the Year. Cat in 2016. Ben Simmons, 2018. Luca, another asterisk. Should have went first. I mean, Marvin Bagley. Cool. Tough number two pick. DeAndre Ayton, number one pick. Uh, Luca wins the Rookie of the Year there. Zion goes down. Ja wins the Rookie of the Year in 2020. LaMelo beats Ant in a funky one in 2021. Scotty Barnes 2022. Yeah. And then now we're back to number one pick, Paolo Banquero last year, 2023 Rookie of the Year. Pretty good track record for... That number one guy just kind of coasting to that rookie of the year. So big names that didn't win it, Yao Ming, Dwight Howard, who had a really slow start to his career. He lost out to Mecca Okafor. <laughs> Anthony Davis, he's the one that had the Anthony Davis sweepstakes that didn't take on the rookie of the year. He lost to Dame. Zion, who we mentioned, and Ant, who we also mentioned. So history tells you that when there's that dude, I mean, I think it's a pretty good bet to see that we can get plus odds for him to win rookie of the year. And we also have that little baby Brent, Brandon Miller flyer out there. I don't know how we don't take Webby plus 110. That's where I'm going. I'm very curious to hear, A, what you think about the viewpoint and maybe where you might be leaning. I was really surprised to see him still
1: at plus money when we had talked about like doing this podcast. And so I have to think that the San Antonio Spurs reputation of just we play our guys whenever the fuck we want, is built into this price. I think that might be the only thing that we should be fearful of is that he doesn't play the new, with the new rule in effect, he doesn't play the 65 games to qualify. I do also know from a lot of reporting from our old pal, my fellow Kent State University alumnus, Brian Windy Windhorst, that Victor M- Weminyama is very, let's say, meticulous about his reputation and his branding and who he is as like this burgeoning superstar. So I'm very interested kind of in the behind the scenes of do not play me fewer than 65 games unless I'm hurt because I'm going to win this award as I kind of skyrocket into stardom. So while that little bit of hesitation is in the back of my mind, I think he'll play enough games to qualify. And just when you watch the kid play, even if his offense isn't there all the way and he averages 14.6 points a game, if he's the eighth best defender in the league, he probably still wins the award. I think there are too many good players on Oklahoma City for Chet Holmgren to win it. He is a trendy pick. I think he's second in the odds right now. Yeah, yep. He's sitting at plus 320. So I think you nailed it. I like having the Brandon Miller flyer out there, but why wouldn't it be Wembenyama? Like it's just, he's going to walk into the league and be an excellent defensive player. He terrifies people as they come to the rim. I feel like voters are going to be very conscious of that these days. It just seems like that is almost a part of the natural arc of his career.
0: I agree with that. I found it interesting that so far in the preseason, I want to say that he has played, if not all, almost all of his minutes at the four, which Mm. I think is going to protect him a little bit from injury potentially. And he just doesn't really strike me as, you know, we, we talked about this over the summer when we saw him in summer league, you know, he's tall and long, but he doesn't look uncoordinated. No. And usually when guys get hurt, I don't want to say that you can kind of see it coming, but... I feel like in some cases you can kind of see it coming. And I think Wemby with how he moves, it kind of just reminds me a lot of Kevin Durant. He looks like a little bit taller Durant when he's on offense. So I think he has the opportunity to stay pretty clean from that perspective. I don't think he's going to be in the mix, you know, in in, in a pile of bodies, you know, very often. Yeah. I think they also have the added benefit to Spurs that I think they want to be decent. You know, they, they already kind of won the lottery. Like there's no there's no real tanking to do. Like, what are you going to? like who are you looking at next year's draft you already got like this generational dude yeah so i think they might shift things into development mode pretty quickly and Mm -hmm. i think portland thinking about scoot that's the only other guy that scares me from a betting standpoint i think portland is going to look a little bit like the hornets did last year young guys trying to you know figure out who goes where Shaden sharps an exciting player but in the summer league he looked a mess like he looked yeah like, it was his first day on the job. I mean, he's super athletic. When he gets it going, it looks great. But, I mean, he still has to find his way in the NBA. They just have a lot of young guys that they're going to have to figure out, you know, how to sort sort things out with. I think when you got a coach like Pop, he's going to find a way to make things easy for Wemby. I think it's a great call to say he is going to hit that 65 game mark. He's played professional basketball before, you right. know, so he's not like a one and done like a. LaMelo that played 10 games in Australia or where, or New Zealand or wherever he was. He's a guy that, you know, has been in the limelight for a while, you know, a la like a LeBron or a Luca. And I think he's going to come in looking like a professional. So I'm really kind of wondering if one unit is slightly irresponsible here, if it might make sense to kind of crank it up just a bit. Maybe I think I might be in unit and a half territory. Actually, we have the unicorn which is unit and a quarter. I'm wondering if that's the appropriate pick here, just so that we take it up a notch, but also keep it a little bit responsible.
1: Yeah, I think that's fair. Plus 110, unit and a quarter. I don't know. It also just feels like such a lock. It makes me want to think one and a half, but um, yeah, let's bet responsibly. We got the Brandon Miller floating out there. One and a quarter, I'm in. All right,
0: we're going to co one and a quarter for your boys. That's on the dock. Really going out on a limb here, Victor Wembanyama, NBA Rookie of the Year. But hey, we've, got to, we've got to rack up some wins. Oh, yeah. Now to a fun one. The NBA MVP. I've got some thoughts on this one, but I want to kick it to you. And I want to hear what you think with regard to this year's NBA MVP. And I've got some wild cards before you get started. So this one's going to be fun.
1: All right. Excellent. So... I feel like we are kind of on the same page. Like, we talked a lot about MVP last year, especially late in the year. It's a little lame to talk about the bets we didn't make. But me and you, we had just floated around Embiid when he was still, like, plus 600. We were like, I don't know. He, he like, the, the Sixers have to win more games and the Nuggets and all that stuff. And then we ended up, like, picking the Sixers to be the one seed in the East instead of just Embiid MVP. And it was just a silly, like, listening back to those episodes like everything we talked about was about Joel Embiid taking over. (laughs) Like, why didn't we just bet him while he was plus 600 And with like four weeks left in the season? He was like minus 200 to win the fucking MVP. But I think we're kind of like in the same boat where like, I think there is some fatigue around voting for Giannis voting for Jokic who, who have both won it twice or Embiid or Steph or LeBron. So I think there, there's an appetite to give it to somebody new. I, do not trust Luka Doncic at plus 550. Same. There's just a lot of, let's call them, you, you mentioned the term wild cards. A lot of wild cards uh, for the Dallas Mavericks. I think Jason Tatum for the Boston Celtics at plus 750. I think that's interesting, but I think he's a great player. I just don't know if he has like that consistency, just that like beating drum of excellence throughout an 82-game season to like win the award.
0: I'll tell you the thing about Tatum. To me, I haven't seen him. And it's probably because every time you hear Tatum, the next two words are Mm -hmm. Jalen Brown. Always hear about those two guys together. And I think to be the MVP, you got to be the the guy that like, you know, quote unquote, throws the team on your back. You know, a la Embiid, a la Jokic, a la Giannis. And I think the way that that team is constructed, there's going to be Tatum nights. There's going to be Jalen Brown nights. There's going to be KP Porzingis nights. There's going to be drew holiday nights. And I think that's just not really the right recipe for winning an MVP. Yeah. You mentioned Luca. I think he's an automatic cross off for me, just because I think you have to be a top two or three seed, three seeds already a stretch. You gotta be a top two seed, you know, to kind of really be in the MVP, you know, discussion when you look at the last few years, I think there's definitely going to be, and, and I think we're definitely going to get somebody new, you know, when you speak about the fatigue. So, it's sort of like the guy that wins MVP is the is almost like the next guy to win a championship. Mm. I like to think about it through that framework. Steph wins the MVP, then he wins the championship. It didn't happen for Nash, but then you think about Giannis, you think about Jokic. Yeah, we'll see if Embiid ever gets there. I mean, Philly's just such a mess. So, I really kind of started from that standpoint. I'm like, who's who might the guy be that's the next maybe to win a championship? And then I looked at like Devin Booker. The putting the team on my back corollary definitely applies here to Devin Booker. And I think he has the added benefit of if he does outplay Kevin Durant, people are going to be like, oh this guy's the fucking MVP and and he's got Kevin Durant on his team and he's still clearly the number one guy. So I think narratively looking at Devin Booker plus 1900, I think that one is the first one that I drew a little circle
1: in pencil around. What do you think about Booker? We're locked in, buddy. I think Booker's going to have to carry him. I mean, I I know Booker has had a little bit of some injury issues like the last uh, year or two, but they're definitely not to the level of uh, Kevin Durant and not even to the level of Bradley Beal. Bradley Beal's played 90 Mm -hmm. games total in the last two seasons. Wow. It was 50 and 40 exactly in the last two seasons. I'm not sure the exact order. And then with Durant, he played 55 games In the 21-22 season, that's the most he's played since the Achilles. Other than that, Durant's played 35-47 and another 47 last year. So I think Durant is going to have to rest. You're going to want to rest him for the playoffs. And like I mentioned, Bradley Beal hasn't exactly been the picture of health the last two years. And I think Booker just has the skill... He has the youth on his side. I love this. Why not take a flyer on him? I think, I mean, he's clearly one of the best players in the league. And if they're going to make the push to the playoffs and he's going to want to keep KD healthy to get to the playoffs, he's going to have to be the guy.
0: I think that's the first guy I'm going to throw a little something on. Plus 1900, that's... I mean, it's really just down to, is that a quarter unit or is that a half a unit? I think just to kind of keep things responsible, maybe a quarter unit makes sense for me there. That's almost five units paying out. Yeah. First one on the board, Devin Booker plus 1900. I'm going to put a quarter unit on that. I love it. I'm co-signing with you. Quarter unit on Booker. Excellent. Now, got a couple other guys here to go through. My next guy that I think is interesting, Shea Gilgis alexander SGA, also at plus 1900. That one dropped a little bit. It was plus 1800 a couple days ago. Hmm. Now, in the FIBA World Championships This dude was fucking unstoppable. First team All-NBA. He is absolutely the guy on that OKC team. I think he might be able to skirt that top two or three seed rule. I think if they get to the four seed, he's in the mix for sure. And he's still young, very much on the ascent. And I think he's just undoubtedly the guy on that team. He has an advantage that like a Jason Tatum doesn't have. I think if he plays all 82 or something close to it, he's absolutely going to be a top five MVP pick. So to be able to think about getting him at plus 1900, maybe it's a stretch, but then you go back and look at like the year Derek Rose won or LeBron's first MVP. Steph was relatively young when he won it. We might just be in for this guy just being next and he already has first team all NBA on his resume. So he should be, you know, if we're doing like the preseason rankings, he should be getting a little bit more respect
1: plus 1900 in my opinion. Yeah. You know, it'll be interesting to see like how a small forward Jalen Williams on OKC comes along and then where SGA is kind of able to steer them. A lot of good teams in the West, like obviously like Booker, Durant and Beal, you know, they have some experience. They can kind of navigate that a little bit. I'm interested to see with OKC because sometimes you kind of have that We're ascending, we're ascending. Ah, weird year. Okay, we're ascending, we're ascending. So, I mean, I think it's super live. I mean, the kid is a fucking superstar, no doubt. So, I like where your head's at. I don't know if I'm hitching my wagon to OKC this year. But I will tell you, not that anybody else should possibly care, but my wife and I are taking a trip to New Orleans in January. And she was like, well, they got a basketball team. You want to go see a game? And I said, sure, let's see who's playing that weekend. Your boy's going to Pelicans, Thunder, down in new orleans boy i'm pretty psyched about that so i I will be reporting live on behalf of the tasty bet spot smoothie king center damn right i hope to see that fucking that weird no wait i don't want to say that i don't want to use that term sorry i hope to see their i don't want to use that term either (laughs) um i hope to see their terrifying looking uh mascot while i'm there as well hopefully the king cake baby is running around I'm I'm just looking forward to uh, going down to New Orleans again, uh, and hopefully I get to see a little bit of Zion, Brandon Ingram, SGA, Chet, the whole gang. Hopefully they're all there.
0: That'd be pretty awesome. I have caught a game in that building before. It was Derrick Rose's MVP season, oh, and he gave Chris Paul the business. In that game. <laughs> it was he was not fucking around. Nice. I'm going to put quarter unit on Shea as well. I love it. You know, looking at the Suns, they're definitely one of the betting favorites to win the title, but. You know, with those older dudes, you know, maybe a little bit of load management, I could see them kind of going into the playoffs as a four or five seed. Not because they're not that good a team, but I could just kind of see them saving something for the playoffs. Good point. In that vein, quarter unit on Shea, I'm in on that. I love him as a player. I kind of want to root for it. And I think pretty decent value. Like be able to get a first team All-NBA wing at plus 1900. I really like that. My third pick. Speaking of guys I can't quit, the Ant-Man. My Minnesota Timberwolves, plus 3,000, 30 to 1. Speaking of FIBA, Ant was absolutely the alpha on that USA team. Not the most loaded squad, but he looks absolutely legit. And, I mean, this is absolute blasphemy. I understand that this is blasphemy. But he just reminds me. (laughs) No, I know I don't don't, don't even know I I should say this. No, I hope I know it. He reminds me of a young MJ Mm -hmm. in the way that he plays. (laughs) Yeah. His swag, he's mm-hmm. just like, nah, 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 nah. I mean, I could do anything I want, anytime I want, to anybody I want on a basketball court. I think one of these years we're going to get Anthony Edwards. Holy shit, he's the best player in the NBA. Now, if you're giving me the opportunity to bet on this 30 to 1, and I think ultimately, you know, as I'm going through these picks, I think the award might just come down to which team breaks into like the top two seeds in the West. Or the top seed in the West. And I think, like, if it's Jokic, I think there's gonna be some fatigue there. Yep. And I think the voters are just gonna be looking for holy shit, the West is so competitive. Can you believe that Team X is the two seed? How the fuck did that happen? And I think, like, you're gonna have the Lakers and the Warriors and maybe the Suns kind of playing a little bit cool. Let's get a top six seed. Let's avoid the play in. Let's everybody have a good time and get in. Even last year, you know, the Kings. You know, there was some De'Aaron Fox buzz. There was some Savonis buzz. We might see a little bit of a replay of that this year, only with guys that are maybe a level above either of those Kings guys and could be a more legitimate MVP candidate. Let me know what you think about Ant-Man plus 3,000 to win this one.
1: Don't like his team. Not a big Carl Anthony Towns guy. Not a big Rudy Gobert guy. But let me just say, man, you're talking about short shorts, gold chain MJ, right? Yes, sir. I'm telling you, man, it's crazy how fucking linked up we are on some of these things. He fucking does look like him out there. The body type, the way he kind of like hulks over the ball sometimes where he's like dribbling, like right beyond the three-point line. He fucking looks like young Michael Jordan. And I've been too scared to say it. I applaud your bravery. I think you are 100. I could not be... In more agreement with you on that. He fucking looks like short shorts, gold chain MJ. <laughs> and I love the way he plays. I love his attitude. I don't think his team's going to be that great. But I think, I mean, and I know they're outliers. But I think Russell Westbrook, he won it. And they were a sixth seed. And I think one of the years that Jokic won it, they were a six seed.
0: I mean, a little bit of funky circumstances. that Their numbers were off the charts. Both of those guys. Yeah. Westbrook counting stats and Jokic, like maybe more advanced stats. Sure. But I think with the Wolves, there's some sneaky trade potential. Just this week, we get the the Knicks are monitoring the Carl Anthony Town situation, you don't know, which it, is basically I don't know how this should I don't know how that's not tampering. <laughs> you just it, cover VSPN.com. Oh. And I think actually Gobert, it's weird to say, but I think on the right team, this is Minnesota's not the right team for him. But I think on the right team he could have some trade value. Sure. He's not a total loss, I think. In my opinion, I think sure. I think he is movable, even though he has got a terrible contract. And I think Cat is definitely gone uh, because you just can't trot out that same team and mm. have Cat on one side and Gobert on the other, and just Anthony Edwards trying to like, you know, navigate the the, the little crevice of space in between those two statues. We're definitely going to be in for some trades. Now we'll see what they get back. They've kind of gotten fleeced on some of these trades, so maybe I don't trust that front office too too much. But again, this isn't the Wolves to win the title. This is ant to win MVP. Uh, And I think 30 to one, that's just too tasty for me. The more I look at it, the more I kind of want to maybe come up off a a quarter unit and maybe look into look at half a unit territory, just because I think that value is like really, really incredible. I mean, they've been a playoff team, even though they've been somewhat of a mess. If they're able to kind of retool, if they can fill that void top two, three, four, you know, in the West, he's in real, real contention for MVP.
1: Okay. Because I like to watch him play. I, I take no joy from watching the Timberwolves play again. I just, I'm sure Carl Anthony Towns is a nice young man, but I just am not, I don't know. <laughs> the whole, like the, the insistence, I'm the greatest shooting big man of all time. And I'm always just kind of like, I mean, one, Dirk Nowitzki existed and two, okay. Like, sure. I mean, even if you are, which I don't think you are, but even if you are okay, like what do we, what the fuck are we talking about? But I like Anthony Edwards so much. I would be very interested to hear what any conversation between Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony sounds, sounds like. From my view, they seem to have quite different vibes. Um, but let me throw all that is to say, I'll throw an Alexander Hamilton on Ant at, at, at plus 3,000. Why not? If I can win, go. and please correct me if my math is wrong here, but if I can win three units from that, I would be thrilled. Nailed it. Um, <laughs> here
0: we go. I'm going to throw you one more wild card just for shits and gigs, 500 to one plus 50,000. My hometown Orlando Magics, Paolo Bancaro. Talk about a Hamilton. A Hamilton on this one brings back 50 units, 5,000. I just like that number. That dude is fucking legit. Mark it down right now. Paolo Bancaro will be a first team All-NBA player multiple times. That's my prediction for that guy. I think he's unbelievable. I might be super duper duper early, <laughs> putting a little baby flyer on it. But I'm going to throw a tenth of a unit on that just because speaking of, you know, outperforming expectations or outkicking the coverage, if Orlando could somehow win a top four seed by some miracle, maybe Franz is just out of his mind. Unbelievable. We get the Fultz, the Fultz-assance. I think Powell is going to be in the conversation. Derek Rose won the MVP at a super young age, essentially blowing past everybody else to take that bulls team to the one seed i'm not saying that it could happen or it will happen but i don't know those odds too tasty man plus plus Plus, plus fifty thousand. I, I mean I, every time i look at it i have a hard time even calculating you know the math on that i'm going to drop a tenth of a unit on it um also i'm in orlando now i just kind of want to watch it and you know be able to bounce the grandkid on me and say yep yeah, i was there paolo tenth of a unit check the doc <laughs>
1: I love it. I mean, I'm in the tank for uh, Paolo Bancaro. I mean, w- last year when Wemby Watch was in full effect, I think one of the things I said as a Cavaliers fan was, for the love of God, I hope he doesn't go to Orlando when you would have Wemby Yama, Bancaro, and Franz. It'd be a fucking nightmare for everybody in the East. Um, so I was quite happy when they did not uh, get the pick. Paolo Bancaro, fun fact, attended O'Day High School, the Fighting Irish, I mean a five minute bicycle ride from where I live. Kid was a monster then. Everybody knew what time it was committed to Duke. Obviously the kid is just a freak in nature. I'm not going to join you because even though I, I support the kid as a young Seattleite, I, I just think the magic are probably two years away from being a year away. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I think, you know, Franz Paolo, and I like faults too. I think I, I like the faults of Sans. I like that he is kind of like getting his life together and feeling more comfortable and and with the bright lights on him and stuff like that. But I, I think they're they're a little ways away. But I'd love to be wrong as well.
0: Yeah, looking at Orlando's over under, they're thirty seven and a half. So Vegas doesn't think they're going to be terrible. But yeah, I agree. It's an absolute long shot. But I like this type of long shot. Betting on the pedigree, and we'll see, we'll see how that one shakes out. Did you have any other MVP numbers that you like that you were looking at?
1: I got one last one. I'm going to make it quick. Speaking of young guys who were good at Duke, I'm putting an Alexander Hamilton on Zion Williamson, plus 5,000. Young fellow's 23 years old. He looked like a monster in his 29 appearances last year. And yes, 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 of course, the health concerns. I think that's baked into the price. The kid shot 60% and he averaged 10 boards and seven assists per hundred processions last year. Uh, three of those rebounds being offensive rebounds. He had 120 offensive rating. The Pelicans <laughs> spent time as the number one seed while he was healthy. If he plays 70 games, kind of thinking about like your logic of like where a team lands in the standings. If this yep. kid, and I, I understand huge if, if he plays 70 plus games, I think the Pelly Pellys are top four, and I just think the fatigue of those other big name players, those other pedigree players that uh, people might be sick of voting for, I think he could generate enough buzz around the league to get a look at MVP. And you, I should have known that you were going to know this. I knew you were a draft guy. I know you've been like super into the NBA, like hardcore. But so I was going to give you the trivia question: If Zion wins the MVP at twenty three years old, he'd be the youngest MVP since. Derek Gross. Derek Gross. the one that had, I believe twenty two years uh, yeah. of age, which is fucking incredible. Looking back on it, I, I feel like I, you know, we were there and we were watching. Uh, I know you were locked into the heat. I was also locked into the heat, maybe for different reasons in that in that season. But yeah, I just I felt I felt like that was a little undercovered. How fucking awesome he was at twenty two.
0: Yeah, I mean I think there's been some revisionist history on oh, you know, should have been LeBron and you know, whatever. They didn't want to give it to him because of the decision. And to me, that's bullshit. Rose was was out of his fucking mind. (laughs) He was awesome. He was just a force of absolute fucking nature. Yep. I like the Zion pick. You mentioned it. It's really gonna come down to can they take that one, two, or three seed, you know, despite expectations. Looking at the Pelipels, their Western Conference championship number is plus 2900. Mm. So Vegas does not think that they're going to be in that mix. But I like that squad. I love Trey Murphy. Another th- quick point on the Pelly Bells, Brandon Ingram. I think we finally have reached the end of this dude's a number one option. I mean, right. when he played on the FIBA team, he clearly like couldn't even really quite get on the floor. He was having trouble getting touches and getting shots. Yeah. Um, you know, just playing alongside, not even really top, top, Tier American guys, so I think we're finally ready for old Bi to kind of step aside a little bit, you know, and let Zion, you know, kind of shine. He looks good in the preseason. I like it. I'm going to join you, tenth of a unit, plus five thousand on
1: Zion. Word, we're in. And I, I will just say, the Pelicans broadcast absolutely outstanding. Uh, Antonio Daniels does the color commentary for it. One of the he's so good, best dudes doing it. He fucking loves when he's talking about defense. You, know, you can bank. on. Uh, I think the over-under is probably 97 and a half times this season where he will say, KYP, know your personnel. <laughs> 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 he throws that around all the time. I fucking love it.
0: Talked a little bit about the Western Conference odds. So a little bit of a recap. We've already got the Grizzlies plus 1,300. Full unit for both of us. And they are currently sitting at plus 1,000. So we made a little money there. Like it. What do you expect out of the Western Conference? The odds are a little bit tough. So, Phoenix and Denver, they're alone at the top, plus 270. Lakers and Warriors, plus 750, each of them. Your Los Angeles Clippers, plus 1200. <laughs> Lucas Mavs, plus 1300. Then we get to the plus 2900 range where we got the Thunder, the Pellies, Kings, and my Timberwolves. What do you think about these numbers?
1: Man, I got to tell you, you know, the Nuggets being plus 270, it's boring to me. I think it's right. I think it's probably the smartest bet. I think, you know, even as much as I like Booker and think that he could carry them, I don't know about their depth. Little secret I found out living up here in the Pacific Northwest is that uh, Yusuf Nurkic is a bad player. Um, He's fucking awful to watch. And, you know, I know they had their their culture issues with uh, with DeAndre Ayton, but that is a significant downgrade in my book. Uh, I mean, he is Nurkic is just not good. And so I won't belabor it. I don't know if they have the depth. A lot of talk about like, oh, they picked up a 3 and D guy in Grayson Allen, and I'm just like, I don't think he's that good on defense either. And uh, like, so I'm not, you know, I'm not a big Grayson Allen guy either, so I think the Suns are I don't think they will challenge for the conference as as uh, as closely as most people think. And despite being the Clippers guy last year, I'm out Don't, please don't let me talk myself into them during the regular (laughs) season. I'm not going to allow it. I'm going into the season consciously telling myself I will not talk myself into the Clippers. And I love her. I love the Grizzlies pick even more. I I know Ja's going to miss 25 games. I think an unreasonable amount of time. I, I wish the union kind of tried to fight that a little harder, but you know is what it is. I'm not criti I'm a union guy. I'm not fucking criticizing the other the uh, my fellow uh union representatives, but uh, I wish I wish that would have worked out differently. I digress. I love the Grizzlies pick. I think Denver's probably the right pick at 270. I think I'm just going to wait to see if anything shakes out differently because I I love where we are with the Grizzlies. Jaw's going to get some rest in those 25 games. I think they can hold down the fort. They always have a good defensive rating when Jaw's not playing, but then he comes back and then everybody's like, oh, yeah, it turns out he's a fucking superstar. So I'll stick with Grizzlies plus 1,300 because nothing else really excites me in the West.
0: The Marcus Smart pickup is going to be huge.
1: Yep. And he could kind
0: of like fill that that void for a minute. And then Desmond Bain probably gets a little bit more time on the ball. He's also really great. Love that. Jaron Jackson Jr., I don't know that like I really just like that team. They draft pretty well. And I just they got like a lot of different dudes, different body types. They just have a lot of lineup versatility. So I think if they get another one or two of those guys to pop, they're going to be pretty dangerous. And then obviously Ja comes back. We've also got the Lakers to win the title. We've got them at plus 1,200 full unit to win the title. So I don't feel compelled to look at them plus 750 to win the West because I think we've got some pretty good coverage there as well. Golden State, I can see them kind of running out of steam. I think their big shot maybe might have been last year you know, where they just were like, hey, we're we're still in it. Holy shit, here we go. Like, we're, we're just as good as any of these other teams. So I kind of want to say that maybe their window might be just about closing. Yeah. So that leaves us pretty much just with Denver and Phoenix at the top, unless you like one of those long shots. And I, I think I agree with you. I really like Denver. The Nuggets don't strike me as a team that will have won the finals and not at least get back to the finals. Hmm. Usually teams that win it, you know, they have a little bit of a run in them. And the reality is you look at Jamal Murray, you look at Michael Porter Jr. These are guys that are still fairly young, should be improving. Jokic, despite looking like he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't touch a basketball for four or five months in the summer. Right. Just shows back up again and is just as unstoppable as ever. I It really doesn't make any sense to me, but it's impossible to refute what the guy does on the court. I'm just going to keep it vanilla. Give me the Denver Nuggets to win the Western Conference, plus 270. I think them, along with our Grizzlies pick, along with our Lakers pick to win the title. I think I've got my bases covered there and with some pretty decent hedge opportunities. So I'm going to put a single unit on the Nuggets to win the West, plus 270.
1: It feels like that's the financially responsible thing to do. I like the way you frame it and having your bases covered. Grizzlies, Lakers. So yeah, let me... I realize I just said nothing else really excites me and I'll stick with the Grizzlies, but you talked me into it because they'll probably get there.
0: They'll be in the Western Conference Finals. For, for sure. sure. I mean, there's, there's no team in the West that's going to handle them in the first or second round of the playoffs, in my opinion, unless Jokic gets injured. And Zach Lowe loves to talk about, even dating back to the bubble, about if that team was healthy, even with a super young MPJ, you know, they were going to be dangerous. For sure. And last year, we got all four of them healthy, including Aaron Gordon. And they pretty much didn't have much of an issue at all winning the NBA championship. So yeah. I like that. We're both on the board then for Denver plus 270 to win the West. Let's switch gears and jump over to the East. We don't have an open pick here, although we do have the heat to win the NBA championship plus 1,600 full unit on that. I'll kick it to you. Who do you like here in the
1: East? So I think the Bucks are just going to be too good. I think this is going to be a little bit of a combination of Dame is finally on a contender tour and mm-hmm. then the Giannis uh, y'all must have forgot tour to channel his inner Roy Jones Jr., They're only plus 175, so I don't super love the value, but I am a Celtics skeptic, and we joke a lot on this podcast that we do not care for Boston sports teams. Christoph Porzingis, I know he put together a pretty good season last year. He often doesn't appear in the games, like he doesn't play in the games. like He often does not dress for the games. So I think that that could be an issue when the next – big guy you have Robert Williams is off your roster Grant Williams is off your roster the next big guy you have on your roster is an old al Horford and this is a pro despite being an anti-boston sports podcast this is a pro al Horford podcast I just think that he was in college when I was in the Navy and should have been in college so like <laughs> he's he's up there <laughs> so I am very skeptical of of the Celtics in general I think the the Milwaukee Bucks are probably a good pick at at plus one seventy five to make the finals.
0: I'm not the biggest Missoula guy.
1: Yeah, me know, too. I mean,
0: I think that that could really be an issue. You mentioned a couple guys that they that they've lost Grant Williams, Robert Williams. I think Marcus Smart too. That that yep. that departure. You don't just scrub a guy like that out and be like, all right, now we turn him into Porzingis. It's like, okay, you know, like <laughs> right. We, you know, you you kind of lost a little bit of that. Tough physical, like I'm going to stand up to you. You know, you think about Grant Williams standing up to Jimmy Butler and, you know, at least being like, hey, we're here. You know, we're, we're, we're not going to go away. And they ended up making that a series after going down 3 0. But yeah, I'm definitely a skeptic about this Boston team. Milwaukee gives me a little bit of pause too, just because that lineup is a little rickety. You know, you you very soon get into Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis and you're kind of like, all right, well. Who Else have we got <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. you're kind of like looking back, who else we got back there? Like, so they really are counting on basically Middleton to be their only other outlet outside of Giannis and Dame. But it could just be that those guys are too, you know, too nuclear, it's going to be tough to compete with them. And I think when you look at Boston, who guards Giannis? Yeah, like they've got nobody. And I, too, thinking about Boston, I, I'm a big, to quote Mark Jackson, Al Hoffa, <laughs> Al Hoffa, <guy. laughs> Yes. yes. He's my guy going back to the Gators, that natty that they won back in the day. Yep. So Milwaukee's sitting at plus one seventy five. Odds are a little bit a little bit lean. I took a look at the Sixers at plus a thousand just because I think that getting James Harden up out of there and turning him into anything, that's just a couple NBA play rotation players, I think might be a big upgrade. Gives Maxi more room to cook. And Embiid, now that he's won the MVP, and it's not going to be chasing that. He might be in that. Let's save something for the playoffs. You know, kind of a mentality. No Doc Rivers. Place him with Nick Nurse. That could be a major upgrade. Mm -hmm. I had some trouble with the East, but ultimately, I think I'm going to go half unit on the Bucks. I think it'd be pretty cool to see a Giannis, Jokic finals. Yes. Last year, I picked Jokic and B. We didn't get that, uh, but we got Jokic, and he becomes an NBA champion. And I'd love to see Dame in the finals. I think that'd be really sick. So I'm going to go half unit on the Bucks plus 175. I don't love the odds but they're the best bet.
1: Yeah, I'm with you. Uh, I'll, be, I'll be doing the same. I'll co-sign that same same amount. Let me throw out my fun one. I know we have them plus 1,600 to win the title, but you're fighting Miami Heat. And who I have, I have adopted, despite being a hater uh, after LeBron James left Cleveland for them, I came around pretty quickly after I realized LeBron was absolutely right in that decision. All they have to do is get in the playoffs. And they could win win the East. Haywood Highsmith, Nikola Jovich uh, will have another year in the system. I thought Thomas Bryant was a good addition. Jimmy Butler knows the clock is kind of running in terms of his prime. Bam knows it's time to really start kind of making his mark on the league. They have the absolute, without a single question, the best head coach in the league. And apparently Cole Swider is Larry Bird 2.0. So they're going to have <laughs> – they're, they're picking up the shooting – and game fifty six, people are just gonna be looking around, being like, Cole Swider, what? Like it's <laughs> it happens every year, so we might as well just plan for it now. I'm gonna throw a quarter unit uh, on the Miami Heat plus eleven hundred, see if I can get uh, a little more than two units out of out of a quarter unit mm-hmm. bet. All they gotta do is make the tournament, and we are live.
0: I like it. I think we could have a little bit of Tyler Hero Revenge Tour potential nice. as well. It's weird. I don't think he's going to take personally the fact that he was in trade rumors because obviously it's Dame and he's a young guy and he can play. Definitely expect a pretty big bounce back from Hero. I think it's going to go one of two ways. Either he's going to be a little pouty. It's just not the Miami Heat way though. I think the Miami Heat right. way is for him to come back and buckle down and rebuild his value. Because I think even look at these ESPN lists, he was so way down. Uh, and this is a guy that in the finals was... Attacking LeBron and AD in the bubble, <laughs> like yep. just with zero fear and getting buckets on those dudes and making it somewhat of a series. The BAM mention kind of reminds me of what you used to say about Evan Mobley, where there's going to be a time where Evan Mobley becomes the best player on the Cavs. That might be, that time might be coming up real, real soon here. And I think BAM's on that same trajectory on this Heat team, where it would definitely serve this team if if it becomes his team at least half of the time. You know, and it's not all Jimmy all the time. Yep. Um, I think in, in the past years, it's it's either like, all right, Jimmy takes over or it's an ensemble team effort. You know, and I think I'd love to see like more BAM games where he's just the best player on the floor. He definitely has that potential. I don't know how I don't join you with at least a quarter unit cosine. Uh, might be heat plus 1100. So I'm going to throw a quarter unit on that.
1: Let's um, fucking go. How
0: much are you thinking for that one?
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm a quarter unit on that one.
0: Oh, nice. All right. So we're on the same page there. Let's jump to the finals. So we've made some. I'm going to actually stick with my two. I'm predicting a Nuggets, Bucks, Finals. And right now on FanDuel, yeah. So you can get that as the exact finals matchup, Bucks, Nuggets, at plus 900, which in essence is essentially just basically parlaying a plus 175 with a plus 270 to get to plus 900. So I really like that math. Um, And those are my picks. So I'm actually going to throw a quarter unit on that as well for the exact finals matchup. And then I think with regard to actually winning the title, um, I like the Nuggets, plus 550. I think they're my 2023-24 NBA champion pick. I like the Denver Nuggets to go back-to-back. Little shades of Houston Rockets, Akeem, where he's just that dude. And um, they went back-to-back as well in those years where Jordan was on hiatus. Let me know what you think about my selections here.
1: I think that's the finals I would like to see. Um, I want to see these two gargantuan monsters just kind of trading haymakers. I think they're the two best players in the league. I'm not sure how many people live on this island with me. This is a very niche island. Uh, maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Uh, you can tell me, but I, the island I live on is that there's still a a part of me in the back of my head that thinks Giannis is a better player than Nikola Jokic, that I would rather have Giannis than Jokic. Despite the fact that I fully admit that Nikola Jokic is the undisputed title holder of the best player right now. Like, he's got the belt. He won the title. He was clear, you know, his season was insane. Just the way I like basketball, the way my, you know, caveman brain likes it, I'm like, Giannis, faster, stronger looking, And I don't know if he's even stronger, but I like his style better than I like Jokic's style. And I like Jokic. I love the way Jokic passes and shoots and all that stuff. I just like head down, go to the basket, pass it around, place insane defense. So this little island that I live on, I want to see the Giannis revenge tour. And if he's going to take the belt back from Jokic, I think you got to knock the champ out to do it. So Mm -hmm. bucks plus 380 to win the whole goddamn thing. Then you get the additional bonus of, Dame gets his championship. And a, alongside this battle of Jokic and Giannis, you then get the shooting duels of Murray and Porter Jr. versus Dame and Middleton, which I think could also be really entertaining on the periphery.
0: That's a really nice matchup. The thing I don't like, there's no reason that the Bucks should be 380 and that the reigning champion Denver Nuggets should be plus 550. I think that's a little bit of a Dame overreaction. Could be. I think at the very least these teams should be even and i think we're also maybe discounting how easy it was for the fucking nuggets to win championship. it championship. Really yeah. like it's pretty much the one of the easiest championships you have to go back to probably like the warriors to find a team that just barely broke a sweat getting all the way through i love Jokic. i'm on the other island the, the more populated island yes to me he's clearly the best player in the nba he's an offense in and of himself um, right. I love his game, the passing, the shooting. I mean we we were joking last year it's like why doesn't this dude just catch the ball and shoot more? He's really good at just catching <laughs> catch the ball and shooting. It's like that seems like a great play. but the reason he doesn't do it is because he somehow finds an even better play, an even higher percentage opportunity with just you know some some lookaways and some passes yeah. in different directions and he's just got everybody totally fooled and on their heels. So I think the bucks are getting a little, little too much love with that number. but like I said, I've got them to come out of the East. If they do make it and we do get that finals matchup, I'll cash a pretty sweet plus 900. And then just for posterity's sake, I also do have San Antonio Spurs at plus 15,000 quarter unit. That's 150 to one to win the NBA championship. Um, This was back when I was fantasizing about Wemby and the Spurs uh, trading to reacquire Kawhi Leonard, a disgruntled Kawhi Leonard um, (laughs) after the Clippers experiment falls apart. You know, just having some fun with it, with some, a uh, little bit of Wemby fever. With that said, let's hit the recap. So, new bets, we are both putting a unit and a quarter, a unicorn, on the unicorn, Victor Wembanyama to win NBA Rookie of the Year. MVP, we went a little bit of ham. Quarter unit cosign on Demon Booker at plus 1900. I'm putting half a unit on. Anthony Edwards at plus 3,000 to win MVP. You're joining with a 10th of a unit. We both have a quarter unit on SGA to win MVP at plus 1,900. I threw a little hammy on Paolo Bancaro at plus 50,000 to win MVP. Zion Williamson, another hammy cosine, plus 5,000 win the MVP. We've got a half unit cosine on the Milwaukee Bucks to come out of the East, plus 1,75, and a quarter unit cosine for the Miami Heat to come out of the East, plus 1,100. Let's fucking go. And then out West... We both put a full unit on the Denver Nuggets to repeat as Western Conference champions at plus 270. And with regard to picking an NBA champion, I am taking the Denver Nuggets at plus 550 to repeat. And you are taking the Milwaukee Bucks at plus 380, both full unit. And I am throwing a little quarter unit sprinkle sprinkle on Bucks Nuggets. At plus nine hundred, exact finals pick.
1: Let me—I'll join you a quarter unit on Bucks Nuggets. That's the finals I want to see. I, I think so. Why not make Let's some go. money on it if it happens? I love that. All right, man. I think
0: we did it. This has been another episode of the tasty bets pod. Follow at tasty bets pod on X threads, Instagram, and Facebook subscribe to tasty bets pod on Spotify, YouTube, Apple podcasts, or wherever you like to watch or listen, please always remember to gamble responsibly. Big thank you to my host, Mr. Grant Engel. Best of luck to you. This NBA season, my guy, good luck to you. Looking forward to
1: watching the games with you. Just so everybody knows at home, Cleveland Cavaliers, golden state warriors in the finals. Floating out there at plus 7,000 in case you're interested. (laughs) (laughs) Evan Mobley leap.